the ghost with the most head on this episode of Watchbots. Everybody, welcome to Watchbots, the show about things. This is the ghost host with the most cold, Mr. Freeze. (laughs) (laughs) Every week is a new adventure. You flipped it. That's right. And I'm joined by Shailen. Hello. Hi. How are you? Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Shailen nodded into the microphone. Doesn't come across on audio. We're joined. By Dave. I'm waving enthusiastically at all of you. At least you said it. Yeah. And after a a long absence, back on the show, our friend Mike. Hey, you guys. I'm winking. (laughs) (laughs) Very polite. Now, Mike, it's been a while. How are you? Sure hasn't. I'm uh, very well, thank you. I I missed you guys. I've been listening occasionally. I don't drive to work anymore, so... I need to just sit down in crowded spaces and listen. So it's been great. Now, Mike, we uh we met up in person after a long, long period of time not seeing each other. And I said, man, I've missed you so much. And you said, I feel like I've been listening to you and hearing you every every week. And it 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 warmed my heart so much. And then I thought about it. And I've never actually thought of being listened to. <laughs> just like oh this is i got like a little panic stricken after I, I came home from our trip and i was like what did he so mike's just listening to us and i can't oh my god what does this mean and like my brain melted i just kind of had to lay down thinking about it but i calmed down and i think it's very lovely that we were able to keep in touch through this podcast so it's just uh just just warms my warms my cockles yeah it's a nice one my street same with you, Ben Shalen. It's it's like you're at my house every week, and you just never <laughs> see me at all. So. Feels like we were feels like we were kidnapped and un, unknowingly and just placed in your home. Yeah, I just play you on my random Alexa speakers in the house and hear your voices in different rooms. <laughs> I like that Dave had never thought about being listened to before. Whereas every once in a while, Mike will send me a text that's like in response to something I've said on the podcast, but I don't. Like, it doesn't ever click as the first thing. I'm like, this is weird. And then I'm like, oh, shit, what did I say? Why does, oh, God. Oh, I said that out loud. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I just put it in the can, and uh, or Ben puts it in the can, and I just, I, just, I just move along in my, my merry way. I put it in the can, baby. Oh, yeah. I put it in the can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Shailen, how are you? You know, hanging in. <laughs> Here we are. Cool. <laughs> Smiling politely. All right. Well, after this heartwarming tale of meeting up and having a great time and love and tenderness and all that. Big old love fest. It's time to get into our 
show of the day. And Mike, you know, we allow our guests to make choices on things. Uh, we demand a lot, but we allow you to make choices. And you've chosen the show uh, Beetlejuice. And what gives you the right? Uh, Beetlejuice. I specifically disliked this show when I was a kid. I, I don't really know why, considering the other shows I watched. But I wanted to revisit it. I feel like there's been a renewed interest in Beetlejuice lately. I, I don't know if it's just because it's streaming or if there's something I'm missing out on in the, uh, the gossip world. But I definitely, it's always kind of been in the back of my head as kind of boring, I think. <laughs> was I remember it. Like, I would definitely change the channel. But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, see <laughs> what your thoughts were on a not very good cartoon on, based on a very good movie. Hmm. Is Beetlejuice in the zeitgeist again? Have I missed this? I certainly missed it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just because people are watching it again, and potentially because of Gina Davis and them redoing the um, League of Their Own, as well as some renewed interest in or ongoing uh, interest in Alec Baldwin. Um, So I think it's just a perfect storm of and Catherine O'Hara too with um, Schitt's Creek. So I feel like people are just revisiting it out of uh, post-pandemic boredom and curiosity. There's a, I mean, there's been talks of a sequel as well. Oh, really? Yes. A Beetlejuice? A, a Beetle, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice would have been the obvious Beetlejuice. one, but I said nay, nay, folks. The, and then the, the trilogy would also be th- uh, would obviously be th- Beetlejuice. No, it'd be Beetlethruce. Be- Beetle. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Or maybe Beetlejuice is back because of the recently canceled Batgirl movie, and they want to get Michael Keaton you know, a few streaming cents. Could be. Could be. Could be that we're just a couple of years away from the Olympics and Gina Davis, of course, an Olympian in archery. It's true. That's true. That's a that's a real fact, you guys. Gina Davis, also a liar, who declared on national late night television that she was from the cranberry capital of the world. Oh, fuck. When oh, nay, no. she was simply near the cranberry capital of the world. They had to scrub her off the cover sign. <laughs> Her her doctor was in the cranberry bog when she was birthed, but she was not. She was not there. She was not actually in the bog. Fun fact. <laughs> Can't get more fun than this cranberry capital story. Michael Keaton said the only sequel he would ever consider doing would be reprising his role as Beetlejuice. What about Batman Returns? He said the only sequel he's interested in doing would be Beetlejuice 2. What about Mr. Mom 2? The only one, Ben. <laughs> the only one. Double duplicity. this time it's personal (laughs) so beetlejuice there's so much backstory to this it's gonna make your fucking head spin you know because you gotta talk about the movie Mm -hmm. right now everybody's seen beetlejuice here right i've seen beetlejuice many many times Oh, my God. Not as many as me. I've seen it more than you. Trust me. (laughs) You fucking coward. Now, (laughs) that's really the baseline. So, Beetlejuice, of course, movie by Tim Burton. Stars Michael Keaton. It's got Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin and Catherine O'Hara and the pervert Jeffrey Jones and Winona Ryder and uh, that fat guy with the fucking crew cut who looks like the other fat guy from Armageddon. You guys know who I'm talking about. (laughs) Ortho? Orzo? Yeah. Orzo, come on. What is this guy, a rice dish? <laughs> now, Too much of it, probably. <laughs> to tell the story of Beetlejuice, you got to start with the story of Tim Burton. So he made Pee-wee's Big Adventure, 
1985, and Warner Brothers was like, oh, fuck. And then they gave him a lot of money to start developing the Batman script. But then they didn't know if they wanted to do Batman. So I, I don't know how movie studios work, but it sounded like they were just tossing this guy scripts to be like, would you direct this movie? Huh. Dave, is that the Hollywood practice? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as a, a Hollywood expert, that is mm-hmm. definitely the practice. Just throw scripts at anybody and see what they make. That's Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Everybody works on spec out there. Yep. A lot of good pitches and log lines and mm-hmm. um what are some other terms like editing yeah rewrites yeah you gotta do the rewrites <laughs> reams yeah so, expert analysis yeah. That, that's what you're getting here so one of the scripts that he got was for a movie called hot to trot this was a movie that's new to me has anybody here ever heard of it it sounds like a porno nope it's the um prequel to wild hearts can't be broken mm, interesting theory mike what would you guess hot to trot is potato based oh very close (laughs) hot to trot is a movie starring bobcat goldthwaite as like a a dumb man who inherits a horse and the horse is voiced by john candy and they make investments together like he's he becomes an investment banker and dabney coleman is the villain and this is real yes yes that sounds like a balderdash it was offered to one tim burton to direct and he turned it down and was becoming disillusioned with hollywood i wonder why it was such a such a plot until until he got this script, Beetlejuice, which was originally written by Michael McDowell. No, Shailen, not the singer. Michael McDowell, also famous for writing the Thinner movie. Weird. So that's good news. What? Like, How do you go from thinner. one to the other? <laughs> it's, all, it's all scary. Uh-huh. It's all um, curse-based. <laughs> curse-based. I like that. <laughs> I was like, what, like poop? And and dang, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Curses, poop, poop Curses. fields. <laughs> and then it was rewritten by Warren Scarin, who interestingly got his start as the distributor for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Huh. And then he was like, "I can write movies," and so he did. Good for him. What do you think about that? He did a fine job distributing that movie. It's an excellent film that many people have seen. Hmm. So those are your writers. Tim Burton wanted to cast Sammy Davis Jr. as Beetlejuice. (laughs) Would have been a weird one in 1988. (laughs) It would have been like his version of the Caterpillar in Through the Looking Glass, the CBS two-night special uh, Alice in Wonderland event. That's exactly what I was thinking too, Shailen. Shailen, what would Beetlejuice sound like if he were played by Sammy Davis Jr.? <laughs> he would sound exactly the same as Sammy Davis Jr. doing anything else with no acting and add some marijuana, which is what he is as the caterpillar. I forget what he sounds like. Could you give me a no. little? No, Mm-mm, I can't. Hmm. I refuse. Not even like a know what I mean, babe. As Sammy Davis Jr. He would literally just sound like he was saying, know what I mean, babe. I feel like hmm. if I did a Sammy Davis Jr. impression, it would sound like my Dennis Miller impression. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> Makes you think. What is comedy? So he wanted Sammy Davis Jr. The studio wanted Dudley Moore or Sam Kinison. <laughs> but somehow out of that trifecta in the middle sat Michael Keaton. Good for him. An interesting thing. So Beetlejuice, the movie, it's got all the Burton trademarks. It's got wacky architecture and stop motion and Danny Elfman and his, his like soundtracks, stripes, seven colors, colors, things like that. If you haven't seen Beetlejuice, Here's the summary. 
Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are married and then they die. And then Catherine O'Hara and the horrible pervert Jeffrey Jones buy their house with their daughter Winona Ryder, who's a goth. Gina Davis hires Beetlejuice, who's a dead guy, as an exorcist of sorts. Beetlejuice tries to make Lydia his child bride. Uh, and then he gets eaten by a worm. And that's pretty much the movie. That's a good story. Catherine O'Hara. Thank you. Brilliant. Jill, let's not just be talking over everybody all night. Same goes for me. We all have time to get our shit in. <laughs> Tim Burton made the movie hum- humongous hit, well-received, but also pretty weird and potentially scary for kids. I don't know that this is the first property I would have thought, hey, remember the movie with the with the guy who had like green mucus all over him and then he tries to marry a child and there's lots of scary worms? Let's make that into a cartoon. Oh, the one that starts with the couple that dies and that horrible accident off the bridge that one yeah let's let's make that Mm -hmm. yeah we'll turn that into a kid's cartoon i don't even remember at what age i saw beetlejuice but it wasn't at four or five which is what the cartoon ends up being aimed at (laughs) i saw it very young and didn't remember it super well i think because i watched the cartoon more and then i was probably like 10 or so i watched it again and i went this is not at all the movie i remember (laughs) Yeah, I think my family kind of associated with Pee-wee because of the Burton and also uh, Edward Scissorhands, which was kind of child-friendly creepy. But this is definitely, yeah, so dark and and bizarre. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, as a kid, it, it, um, it, it was terrifying, but you're just so curious about what's going on. <laughs> There's the miniatures and it's a, it's a weird one. But I definitely watched it in like 1990, 89 or 90. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was young. Uh, we all were. Those were the halcyon days, weren't they? Oh, to be young again. <laughs> so anyway, the executives at ABC clearly knew better than me because they did decide to make a cartoon based off of this. And um, yeah, so they retained some parts of Beetlejuice, like the idea that he's obsessed with Lydia. Uh, one of the episodes shows that he has built a shrine to the child inside his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a horny guy. Loves quips. Oh, does he? He that, does. That he, he, loves, he loves quips, uh, as, as we'll get to. Not as much as he likes puns. That's a look ahead to the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that joke just blew my mind. That's right. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Wait a minute. Um, that's the same pun I just used. And that's exactly what this episode is. Hmm. Anyway, so he loves quips. Uh, things are different as opposed to the movie where Lydia is sort of an unwilling participant and doesn't mourn for Beetlejuice when he dies again. In this one, they hang out together in the neither world, which is like the, the, the ghosts and the ghoulies place. Yeah, they're just kind of friends. They just hang out. Halsies. <laughs> they go to the beach together. <laughs> they're just kind of friends. <laughs> no, Mike, when you were growing up, when you were young, as you just established, you were... Did you have uh, like adult friends that were probably dead that you hung out with? Was this why this cartoon or the the movie Beetlejuice spoke to you so so much? That could be it. Yeah, I, I never really put that together, but you know, like, <laughs> my love of the those on the threshold of of the afterworld. Maybe maybe it was repulsive to me too. Maybe it was just so unrealistic to what my experience was. Hmm. Shailen, how about you? Did you have a, a dead person you were friends with? 
Yeah, to War the Worm. She was a little girl who got murdered by her parents for insurance money. And I spoke to her on the rotary telephone of my kitchen set routinely. Thank you. Okay. What? Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's just move on from that one. We don't have to unwrap that. I, uh, I'm kind of scared of that one. That's good, because I, I had no answer to your question. <laughs> so it's probably better. So the cartoon, similar to the movie, enormous hit. Three seasons on ABC, a fourth on Fox, but hey, nobody's perfect. They made Beetlejuice the cartoon trading cards and lunchboxes and Valentines, which is weird, and little puzzles. But what they, they didn't make was toys. So this is a weird memory. I had Beetlejuice toys when I was a lad. There was a Beetlejuice that would go in like a grave and you could spin him in the grave and he would disappear. And there was the one where he shrank. Yes. Oh, I had those. Yes. Shrinky juice. Yeah. So I had assumed that those were from the cartoon, which would make sense. But no, I found out this week that there's an officially licensed, or there was in 1988, Beetlejuice toy line. Of the movie. So you've got like the Michael Keaton of, character. Yes. So it's the Michael yes. Keaton Beetlejuice. You can get him in his classic black and white. You can get him in his wedding finest, et cetera, et cetera. The toys I had, I had a couple of those, but I also had the um, Burger King kids toys that, okay. were the, that were the Beetlejuice cartoon. But they were just like little plastic statues. They weren't like, they didn't do anything. They didn't move or, you know, roll around or anything like that. They didn't tell any jokes? No, but there were like there was one that had like a lot of heads on it, so maybe that was like an inside joke from the uh, from the makers of the toys. Mm -hmm. My friend at school had the one that his head is kind of shaped like a circus tent, and he has little bats flying around it. But I, I guess, yeah, I also assumed that it was based on the cartoon, and now I'm seeing that's not the case. <laughs> and it just makes me so fucking sick. <laughs> that kid also had a. Uh, Ecto Blaster backpack. So I don't know what was going on in his house, but uh, his parents were incredibly cool. Sounds like or on the brink of divorce, or, both. <laughs> <laughs> or the kid was a thief. 1991. We'll never know, <laughs> listeners. If you know what this kid's deal was, hit us up on Watchbots Pod uh, on Twitter. Uh, hashtag um, What's up with that? Yeah, Eric Toomey. <laughs> <laughs> I had us up with hashtag Eric Toomey. <laughs> you know, you know. So anyway, Beetlejuice. What a time. What a property. Weirdly, he hasn't appeared so far uh, from us saying his name three times. But what I do hope will appear is if we say context, context, context. Hmm. Sean, that was a good attempt at a segue. But I haven't even talked about good. the name of the episode yet. Damn it. So oh, we'll, no. we'll have to find another uh, natural segue. So the episode we're talking about is from episode one. It's quit while you're ahead. Huh? Yep. Huh? And it was written by J.D. Smith. Now, a couple interesting facts about this dude, too. So many interesting facts today. He, this dude wrote for about a bazillion cartoons. But you might know him best for writing Babar the Movie. When was that? <laughs> I didn't even know they made a Babar the movie. That's right. Babar the movie was a big hit when it came out. Oh, the elephant. Oh, I bet. Yeah. When did that happen? Dave, do you remember Babar the movie? I do. It was. I was huge into like French elephant cartoons, <laughs> and like so that was like super right up my alley. So I was, I was all over that. 
That was my first movie I saw multiple times in the theater. Babar, colon, the movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need something lighter than Tintin. <laughs> and Madeline. <laughs> my uh, two favorite movies are uh, 100 Blows and Babar, the movie. Why? <laughs> Yeah, why would Babar have a movie? He doesn't deserve it. It's a kid's movie. Wait, what's he doing? He's just like a like. I remember that cartoon. He's just like kind of like slowly moves around, yeah, and it's like a fifteen minute cartoon. <laughs> like I can't imagine that over eighty minutes, just him like slowly walking around his palace, like, his little crown. Calmly, He's a friendly yeah, ass elephant. They sell mysteries. it to children. What do you need? He's fucking slovenly. That was the tagline in the poster. He's a friendly ass elephant. What else do you exactly. need? Come see the movie. And it worked. Babar the movie made three. Hundred billion dollars. No, it didn't. That's uh, post inflation. It was unseated by Titanic, so it was like at the top of the box office mm-hmm. for like five, six mm-hmm. years. It was, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So now the cartoon aired on December 2nd, 1989, a week with a lot of personal stakes for me. John, that's your cue. I don't know. Does Mike want to take this transition? As our guest. <laughs> what happened then? <laughs> so glad you asked. I see where this is going. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. December 2nd, 1989, the, uh, the week. I'm not going to say the day because I don't want to get the guy doxxed that my brother was born. A week when I was filled with resentment and bitterness. Why resentment and bitterness? <laughs> because he was just I knew like Babar. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that with the advent of Babar the movie and, and this new brother coming in, that it would be the end of um, Old Ben as the head honcho. I see. I see. Didn't your parents buy you a "Please Love Your Brother" Nintendo? No, that was a Christmas gift. That was weeks later. Oh, okay. I got a pre- "Please Love Your Brother" uh, Ecto car from Ghostbusters. Okay. So it was not bad. You want to know what else happened that week in December 1989? Yes. Let me tell you all about the movies that were in the box office. We're going to start from number five and go to number one in reverse order. Because if you look on the internet, people want things different. You know, you can't do the same thing every week. So now we're going to go five to one on the movies. You know, That's, that's logic. Number five, The Little Mermaid. Number four, Harlem Nights. Number three, Steel Magnolias. Okay, number two, Bat to the Future Part Two. Better movie than Steel Magnolias. Oh, oh man, oh boy, Oscar voters might disagree. They've been wrong before. Okay, <laughs> number one, Postcards from the Edge. The Bridges of Madison County. Number one, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh wow, it deserves to be number one. A movie that I, it just doesn't even feel like a movie movie because I never recalled it being in the movie theater you know i wasn't aware of national lampoon at age five i just remember it being a tv movie you know what i mean no (sighs) (laughs) oh my god i did that to mess with you um i i know that sensation but not with this particular movie okay yeah what about titanic never seen it so i know that's that's that idea that it's your your tv movie though i've never seen it on tv has it even been on TV? It's so long. It would take like six hours when you add in the commercials. Of course, it's been on TV. ABC played it over two nights. Really? For God's sake. 
Yeah, it was a huge event. Yeah. It was a huge event. Do you, do you remember, Dave, or you, you, you fooling? I, no, I, re- I remember it. I remember it uh, coming out to be. I didn't watch mm. it as we established a couple episodes ago. I had, hadn't seen it until 2010, but I do remember it airing on ABC over two nights because it was, it was so epic. And they showed those naughty bits. <laughs> those naughty bits. I just remember when they showed Schindler's List on TV and they had like the special introduction. <laughs> And I watched the whole movie, and then after, the day after at school, people were talking about the red coat, and then I realized I watched it on a black and white TV, and I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. There was a red coat? Yeah. Like a British guy? No, there's a little girl who wears a red coat at the beginning, and I then see. you see her body later with the mm. red coat. So, uh, like a symbol? Yeah. This is like some symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, Mr. Big Film oh, Guy over here. Oh, yeah, symbolism. Yeah. Well, you know, when I'm when I'm not uh uh you know writing about log lines and um fucking um stage directions. Yeah, yeah, and uh mise en scène. You know, just symbolism. Big big film guy here, mm-hmm. big Hollywood big Hollywood insider. That's why I was at uh San Diego Comic Con a couple couple weeks ago, just uh, you know, honing my my film guy skills. Checking around, checking around. Now, Mike, what's your part of sh- favorite part of Schindler's List, and why is it the uh, the old men hanging dong? <laughs> Just I love I love naked people running. So I, there was a lot of good good moments in that for me. <laughs> All that skin. <laughs> Just flapping in the breeze. <laughs> well. I think that's something we can all agree on. Another thing we can agree on is that the Beetlejuice theme is a real banger, right, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's get it. It's a lot of dead air. What are your guys' favorite Danny Elfman musical things? I like the part where every song goes doom, 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 doom. I prefer the la 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 las. Okay. Yeah, he does too. That's in uh, Batman Returns too. He does a lot of uh, the child choir. choir. And the Simpsons. Yeah. I think I'm more of the, uh, when, when he gets really low, like, boom, 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 boom. So he's got like, three things and then he just kind of does them over right. and over again for the rest of his mm-hmm. career right that was the yeah. joke yeah yeah <laughs> thank you <Shannon>. symbolism <laughs> are you guys big I also, Bungo Bungo fans? <laughs> of course who is it <laughs> that's uh danny Elfman's band before he broke into his composer uh <laughs> composer scene and they have a song it's pretty disgusting it's uh very like uh, I'm sure the cast of Beetlejuice enjoyed it, but it's it's very there's some pedophile vibes there about little girls. So I recommend you look up Oingo Boingo's uh, greatest hits and find out what <laughs> So if I Google Oingo Boingo pedophile song, how fast do you think I would end up on a list? You're already on the list. You said it out loud. It's called Little Girls, so I th- it'll it is probably already uh, vetted pretty heavily by that. All right. Day. That's that's my kind of content. 
Um, <laughs> so the show opens up here, and Beetlejuice looks convincingly like Michael Keaton for what it's worth. But uh, we're on Babel Beach, and there's a French skeleton who's tanning. Is this is what's his name? Like Jean Machine, Jack, Jack Laline. No, Gene Laline. Gene Gene Laline. It's it's a pun on Jack Laline. <laughs> It's true, but he's a skeleton, so he's lean. (laughs) According according to the Wikipedia article, it is a Mm -hmm. pun on Jack Lane. And uh, and Lydia is reading Red Skull Funnies on the beach. Uh, Beetlejuice is there, headless, the like an old timey bathing suit with like the straps. You know what I mean? That's how you show the stripes. The uh, the Rick Steiner. Dave, do you ever have one of these bathing suits? I would love a bathing suit like that. Uh, every, every before every summer, I'm like, I ask my wife, I'm like, should I get that old timey bathing suit? And it's we've been together for a while, and it's at the point where she just just kind of shrugs and walks away, and I'm she she, she never answers me. So I think I'm gonna get it. Do Next it. Year I'm gonna get I feel it. like the old timey male bathing suit was built for like manly men of like the 1910s, like the barrel chested beer keg gut types, right. But not not for not for small f- fellas. They would just kind of they would it'd be like putting an elastic, uh, a rubber band across a, a twig. It would just like <laughs> yeah. keep falling down if I if I were to wear it. It wouldn't it wouldn't You'd... look very good. But I, if I had it, I would put my thumbs constantly under those shoulder straps mm. and push like them suspenders. Out. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You'd look like Goofy in every cartoon when Goofy ever swims. <laughs> yeah. How does he swim, Shailen? Can you describe it? He has on the old timey striped bathing suit, and it's all baggy. Like, what's what kind of stroke is he doing in, <laughs> Listen, the, in, man, the, in the water? He does How's so it? many different kinds. He's a great swimmer. Shale, That's why they show him in the bathing suit so often, so he can show off his mad skills. I have a question. What would it sound like if Goofy was voiced by Sammy Davis Jr.? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Now, Mike, you own one of those old-timey bathing suits. That's correct. It's uh, required in costume. Keeps the leeches out. That's, that's, for, uh, that's, for, that's for lake swimming. <laughs> Skin tight, baby. So, Beetlejuice here has no head. Uh, here's the first dialogue of the show. Hey, Lance! Check this out! I ain't got no body! Take my advice, Beetlejuice. Quit while you're ahead. Hey, mindless. Get off my hiney and get over here. So, Pure fire I, right off the bat. It's funny. It's got the body puns. It's got the head puns. It might also break the record for shortest time from the beginning of the episode to a character saying the name of the episode. Mm. I, th- I think that's what they were going for. That was their challenge. Uh, the screenwriters they do that. This is a big film mm-hmm. film industry inside kind of inside track for you guys. Like they'll give themselves challenges and try to meet them, and like you know, it's just little little ways to mm-hmm. keep themselves going. It's, it's it's a fun thing. You guys, you wouldn't have to pay ten thousand dollars uh, to David Lee Roth for that line. <laughs> <laughs> they also had to pay Mel Brooks because they stole that from Young Frankenstein. It was all money well spent. Art. Also, Something. did they explain why he, did he just choose not to have his head, is, or there is there some kind of animosity between him and his body? Is this a body dysmorphia kind of message? That's a great question, and <laughs> I have no answer. I think his head was off, 
because he wanted the his throat area to get some sun. Hmm. Yeah, he kind of has like a sperm tail. Yes, he it's, does. It's not a sever. It's kind of a yeah. It's a floater. <laughs> it's a floater. Flagella. <laughs> I thought they were going for like a topless beach joke kind of. Hold, kinda hold thing on. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> I was going to say there were children. And also, everybody was wearing a shirt. But like that's uh, at, in the neither world, you take off your head at the topless beach. But your head you is the top to. of your body, Ben. Yeah, so too that's, true. Yeah, too true. You see, like Danny Elfman only has like three things that he does in his in his music, and he kind of goes over mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Well, yeah, I mean, these are all theories; they're all out in the ether. So Beetlejuice's head is a character, but because his his body's there and it is important to the show, the body needs to be a character as well. So the body has a face drawn on the hand and I'm not sure who drew the face on the hand, but that that's really pedantic. We've got red fingertips and an amazing personality. Here is a clip. Oh, that's rich coming from a big nobody like you airhead. Did you know that was Patton Oswalt's first role? As Beetlejuice is talking. The hand. voice of Beetlejuice's body. I didn't know that, Ben. Okay. Thanks, Shailen. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Ben and Mike, do you guys uh, paint faces on your hand when you... (laughs) (laughs) Put on a little puppet show? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Not a good enough artist. That'd be crass. What I do is I go to... to, I I grab a Vogue magazine... (laughs) And I go to the makeup ads and cut out the eyes. And then... like. I, oh, and you you uh, you decoupage your the 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 outside of your thumb and all right, and big words. Yeah, finger. that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. And Mike just has it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, just threw like Dave's face makeup. into the Sears catalog. <laughs> what you do is you you pour water on the Sears catalog and then you press your hand down on the page and the ink. <laughs> it's like a transfer. You open to the page with the uh, the samples of uh, moisturizer and perfume, and you uh, you, go, you go to town. <laughs> Bring out the Shale, <laughs> what do you think? I'm uncomfortable about the whole prospect of this conversation. Oh, okay. So, so Beetlejuice sees a sexy ghost zombie lady uh, sashaying that ass down the beach, and this is where you learn that Beetlejuice has still got the the horny juice going. What a disgusting dish! Oh, yeah! Woo, mama! Come to daddy! That's some lotion. (laughs) It's some something. (laughs) It's some something. (laughs) Would you guys have been excited if, (laughs) instead of that clip being 10 seconds, I had just let the rest of the episode run? (laughs) Here's a sneak peek. Enjoy. 21 minutes and 40 seconds that you'll never get back. Wow. You can't get this anywhere else, folks. So Beetlejuice decides he has to get muscular to impress the uh, the zombie lady. And then he realizes that his head and body can't do magic without each other. And I thought, what? Why? <laughs> they said it's a matter of factly. Why? Everyone knows it. 
Because <laughs> all the all the blood vessels have to be attached and stuff for the magic to come through the right way. You think it has to be a, a full a fully closed system? Does he have blood though? Is he does he bleed? He's already dead. He's like a corpse. What, what are the rules if of the I Nidoran? cut my arm, is my blood not red? He would ask. Hey, Dave. They don't call him Bleedle Juice. <laughs> God, I'm so fucking That's, proud of myself. Thank you. Nice. That's great. I thought the weird lady zombie thing that he was yeah. catcalling at was uh, looked like Michael Caine from Dress to Kill. It was just, <laughs> I was like, why did that appear? I, I was watching it and then Michael Caine dressed up as a woman wielding a, a razor blade just like popped in my head. I was like, why is this the the thing? And, and then I was like, why is Beetlejuice attracted to Michael Caine as dressed in, in woman's clothing? And I, I couldn't separate it hmm. from the rest of the episode. Yeah. You got a lot of insight into the way I think this episode. <laughs> and, I, and it's, and I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like you're at, when you have a conversation with yourself, you know, like you're going through your thought process. Mm-hmm. Do you ever assign your thought process like a persona? Yeah. Mine looks like, um, <laughs> I was going to say like Michael Caine with, like, as a, a woman. Cool turtleneck. That's where I was going. <laughs> Shailen, that's right. And he sounds Shailen, who's like your voice. I thought it was just me. I'm really confused now. No, it's Sammy Davis Jr. doing a Beetlejuice. <laughs> I think that's impression. true, Dave. It will be now. I'm pretty sure it is. I've I've, I've heard your inner voice. It's Mike. It's, it's who's your inner voice? Penny from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google images of Penny from Inspector Gadget unless you want to see some real fucked up stuff. Oh, man. They ruined my hand. It's a lot of drawing on your hand after that. <laughs> Shailen, that's disgusting. That's horrible. God, you're, that you're is horrible. Pervert. So anyway, so long story short, or long story long, Big Beetlejuice gets big and muscly because he puts his head on his body and it just kind of sits there. And then Scarolyn, who is the ghost lady, turns him down until... His head falls off and into her lap, and she seems to like that. We'll find out later why. But do you know what she says, Shailen? What does she say? That's Thank you for asking. Mmm, is much better. A good head is hard to find. You're telling me? Hey, I'm glad you like the old melon babes, but we can't elope. Oh, I just got that can't elope line. <laughs> Jesus. Well. Did anyone count how many head puns there are in this one? I tried and lost track. I did the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. I had a, a checklist. And how I was around get? like 17, 18. I was excited to hit 20 and then I kind of <laughs> got distracted. <laughs> it's so close, too. So close. It's close to the end. A lot of our shows that we watch have a lot of puns in them. This has to be the show with the most pun of just one kind. <laughs> It's all head punts. Every single one. Some of them are repeated. I think that counts, though. It's This has to be it, though. I want to pose to the three of you if the a good head is hard to find was a Flannery O'Connor reference, and there was just one person in the writer's room <laughs> <laughs> who was like, I'm going to insert intelligence here if it kills me. Some real bookophile? Yeah. <laughs> I like that idea. I doubt it, but it's Dude. plausible. That's why there was that subplot where the the car breaks down and the the guy's like killing the grandmas. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Okay. It's weird. It's weird. Very deep. Southern Gothic. <laughs> that was my uh, nickname in high school. 
Something gothic? Southern gothic. It's because yeah. you died. And I was from blood. the South. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so, she, so so Scarlet takes the head and then she uses a Beetlejuice, like a little sperm volleyball, and she hits him into the ocean. And then some grapes come by and pick him up. You're making it. They're singing. They are singing. Here's the chant. Each of those sounds. Head, ho, head, ho. Oh. It's like heave, ho, but the head, ho. Okay. Hmm. I guess. It's clever. (laughs) Why do they love just head? Hey. (laughs) Brother, poor boy. How much time do we got? I have to leave the room for this explanation. I did not mean to ask it that, <laughs> ask it that way. Oh, spoiler alert. They're going to feed the head to this giant snake. Why don't they just feed just the whole body? Because they're headhunters. But like... The name defined the action. Like, I get, yeah, they literally I so. pulled a potentially scary thing out of a hat, headhunter, and then cartoonified it in the Beetlejuice realm. It's yeah. lazy. It, it is lazy. I'm trying to make the connection in the neither world. Why couldn't they feed the snake the body part? Like, wh- wh- why? I don't know. It's just like, we just need an excuse to make a lot of head puns. That's yeah. that's all that it I'll was. tell you why. You ever just like, you ever just have one of yeah. those nights and maybe you're kicking mm-hmm. back with a couple of brews and oh, you're like, yeah. man, I just want a big fucking pizza. And then somebody comes in and they're like, hey, do you want sushi? And you're like, no, I just want a big fucking pizza. Well, in this case, sure. the body is the sushi. Okay. Huh? And the the black stripes could be like for the the wrapper, mm. the uh, the eggplant, it, it, more of a white stripes guy. But yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. yeah. The white stripes is the uh, the rice. Yeah. And then you're like, the sushi is the body, but the pizza is the head. Think about that. All right, all right. So the body is like different kinds of meals. Okay, that that, that I'm buying. Mm-hmm. I'm buying that. All right. Let's continue. Are you buying that? I am. I'm digging uh, it too. The Watchbot start market that uh. That explanation's going up. That's a that's a bull. That's a <laughs> bull market. Is it a bull market? <laughs> is is bull the good one or is bear the good one? Uh, I don't know how stocks work. Hashtag Occupy Wall Street. So, <laughs> so these grape guys take Beetlejuice away, and Lydia knows that they need to go to to Davy Jones's locker to find out where they're going. So they get there, and they're on a dock. So Lydia got like a child's scuba suit i don't know where that was in the neither world but but she had it but the more interesting thing is that the last time you saw beetlejuice's body it had on the uh the black and white swimming suit but then here he has on his standard you know black and white striped attire how did he do that he took the time to change <laughs> they, they went back but he can't see there's no sense of urgency he has eyes on his hands man I don't think those are real eyes. Are you familiar with Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror? He wanted to see the world as a different place, so he took a look at himself and made a change. I heard that he was going to make a change, and it was going to feel real good. Maybe Lydia dressed him. That's what I was wondering. They seem to have a... I know it's weird, but then you have to keep in mind that Beetlejuice tried to marry Lydia in the movie. But they're just friends now. (laughs) (laughs) I think that you made it worse by reminding us that she was a child right in the movie. Well, not successful. Just attempted. It's just much worse. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. 
so they dive down into the ocean where Davy Jones's locker is. Yes, literally a locker because there's no subtlety here. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, I guess. I guess when you say it like that, there is no satisfying answer other than a locker. That's really the only thing they could have gone with. It's true. Really good uh, character art in this scene when they're in the bar. Uh, mm-hmm. They do the pan and it, they do a good job of coming up with some pretty creative underwater ghosts. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> not just underwater ghosts. Underwater pirate ghosts. Pirate ghosts. And you did not see underwater pirate ghosts that creative until Johnny Depp's Pirates of the Caribbean came out years later. So like this was, this was seminal ghost pirate work going on here. It was exciting times. Mm -hmm. You you get your Scooby-Doo ghosts and you, you fuck them on out of here. You know what I mean? It's like the first time they went to zombie Island, the first time that the ghosts were real. Yes. That's what I was thinking as well. Yes. Was that the Vincent Price one? No. Much later. <laughs> it was much later that they went to Zombie Island, Dave. Come on, you watched that series. Not canonical. Oh, boy. <laughs> we can't get into Scooby-Doo lore, you guys. We'll be here all night. No, that's true. It's I'm a, just saying. It's a rich tapestry. So they go to the bar, and Lydia asks the barman a question. And I'm assuming this is Davy Jones, but he screams at this child. Excuse me, sir! Ah, that's landlubber talk, you worthless little deck rat. It's not cool to yell at a child like that. Agreed. But here, Lydia figures out that she's got to take control here, and she brings out her dominatrix side. I'll be needing some information! So kindly spill your gizzards, you slimy sea slug, before I spill them for you. So she takes control of the situation. Now you know why Beetlejuice is so into her. She'll gut you if you don't <laughs> tell her what she wants to hear. <laughs> not childhood. <laughs> what is this? I married an axe murderer? <laughs> Well, is it? Shayla, what do you think Beetlejuice's safe word is? I don't want to think about it. Oh, come on. (laughs) Dave, what's Beetlejuice's safe word? Well, it's certainly not Beetlejuice because he can't say his own name. True. It's not Sandworm because that stresses him out too much. Mm -hmm. I I think it's just Jeffrey Jones. He's... (laughs) 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 What about you, Ben? What's, What's his safe word? Oh, boy. Um... It's not so easy now, is it? No, it's not. Uh, archery. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, we want to hear from you. What's Beetlejuice's safe word? Hashtag it's showtime. <laughs> Spelled as it sounds. Uh, so anyway, they figure out that only one person knows about the headhunters and the island of nobody atoll, which is a bad name. And that person is Captain Kidder, who is a comedian skeleton. No, he's a comedian guy with a skeleton parrot, but he's a pirate as well. Captain Kidder. Because he's not Captain Kid. <laughs> That's right, Jalen. That's usually the oracle is a comedian. <laughs> the puns and the almost names... 
Yeah. They just, it's too much. It's mm-hmm. just too much. Oh, the, oh, I was just thinking he was related to Margot Kidder. And like, I thought that was the joke. <laughs> it's a terrible joke, Dave. <laughs> you know who else has got terrible jokes? Shaylin. The four of us. Uh, also, <laughs> Captain Kidder. Say it. What do you call it when a ghost makes a mistake? <laughs> a grave error? No, a boo. Boo. <laughs> Captain Kidder's a comedian? <laughs> That's right, Lydia. Captain Kidder is a comedian and a damn fine one in the Neil Hamburger vein. In the cavalcade. <laughs> Shailen, what was your favorite episode of Laughing with Captain Kidder? We were just talking about this the other day when Captain Kidder was on Laughing. I think it was the one with Richard Nixon. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. He was the uh, the middle square in Hollywood Squares for, for six years. So they get Captain Kidder on board, and he's like, what's in it for me? And Lydia talks about how Beetlejuice is the best ghost writer around. And I disagree. I'm going to tell you my two favorite ghost writers, or the funniest ones. One is a Ghost Writer from the TV show Ghost Writer. Okay. The ones that helps the kids. The he's ghost that solves mysteries. He's a ghost, and he writes to us. He's pretty ghost writer. <laughs> pretty funny, and More also bone guy. <laughs> my other favorite ghost writer is Bill Cosby and Ghost Dad <laughs> when he when he sits down <laughs> post ghosting, and he uh, he writes a few gags. <laughs> <laughs> what I need you to do with this gag, Bill. <laughs> What you're going to do here is you're going to sit down with this pen and paper, Bill, and you're going to be a ghost writer. Forget for a moment that you're a ghost dad, and you're going to turn into a ghost writer. That's where the idea for the show came from. So Captain Kidder agrees. And then the, the cartoon gets a little weird. You think it's going to cut to commercial, but it cuts to this like CGI, like proto-CGI skeleton dude. This is... um. Gene Lafitte, as it turns out. But it felt like to me that they inserted this little commercial just for Dave. Here is a piece. Try Gene Lafitte's Feet Treats. Guaranteed to turn sore feet into feet that feel fine. Gene Lafitte's Feet Treats are feet that can be beat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, like... Sore or not sore, or bunions or no bunions, all feet are sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like candy. Yeah, that's right. You get two two feet and you just put them together, lube up those arches, and you just go to town. Shailen, you into feet? Still no, Dave. All right. Do you know what they call that foot arch thing? With the shot. The wide receiver? Gross. <laughs> 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 Or so I heard. I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, in the in the in the foot world, we call that uh, you know, that's, the wider the better. I bet Sammy Davis Jr. had pretty bad feet. Oh no! <laughs> because of all the tap dancing, Mike. There's no bad foot. Listen here, babe. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that does sound like Dennis, Dennis Miller. I know. It may in fact be a Dennis Miller. I'm not sure. I didn't know we would be talking about this. <laughs> what kind of arches are those guys fucking? <laughs> The 1812 Baroque Revolution. (laughs) I mean, come on. 
Chachi, oh, listen. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> he ruined Monday Night Football for you. You were very upset still. <laughs> Forever. I, I've been boycotting for 30 years <laughs> when he was on in 1992. So Beetlejuice is on an island. They've got his head in a pan. These, of course, being the headhunters. And Beetlejuice wants to talk to the head honcho. And as it turns out, she's at Club Head. So it's a lot of head puns. Do you know Club Med still exists? What? Yeah. I did not know that. Shailen is tearing her hair out. That's where Mike and I were on our vacation together. <laughs> to Club Med. Yeah. Mike, you had a good time there, didn't you? Yeah. Rocky Mountain Sandals. <laughs> <laughs> we took to, uh, the pontoon boat into the woods and just kind of sat on it. It was cool. It's glorious. Shannon, remember when you went to Club Med? No! I, I have no excellent jokes to follow that up with, Ben. I wish I did. That was hedonism. <laughs> Is hedonism still around? Let's find out. <laughs> Folks, we're doing live research here. Is hedonism still a thing? Oh, hell yeah. That's hedonism. the price of the game today. Jamaica. Take us to Jamaica. How about that? Who knew? A little vacation idea for you folks out there. This segment brought to you by the fine folks at uh, Hedonism Resorts for all your desires. Book your trip to Hedonism today uh, in the you know, type in Watchbots. Get uh, 50% off. <laughs> Keep on code Watchbots. <laughs> Coupon code WatchBots for 50% off and a free coconut oil. That's hedonismresorts.com. Thanks, Shailen. So, <laughs> anyway, so here's the Headhunters plan. Shrinking heads is silly. We don't do that. You done? Oh, that's a load of my mind. We want to have you for dinner. Uh, uh... Why did... The director say, all right, Headhunter, you're a weird, great man, and you're going to talk just like Cookie Monster. That's Cookie Monster. You're not wrong. Thank you. It's fucked up. Dave, what do you think about the Cookie Monster voice? Well, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a great Cookie Monster impression. It's all right. A terrible, it's a terrible original voice. But, but Mike, we're about the halfway point of the cartoon. Has it won you over yet? You came into this hating the show. Loving underwater ghost artwork, though. But you know, have you have you been won over at this point, or are you still? Is it still in the in the in the negatives for you? Uh, it's got me in. I'm, I'm fully invested. After the commercial, I think it comes back strong. <laughs> <laughs> good, good second win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go from you know there, this is a really nice third setting, the the beach to the underwater, and now you got this really bizarre tropical island that's. Uh, you really dwell on for a long, long time from here. It's a real journey visually and thematically that you're taking on. It's a real feast for the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you want to show in a lot in your movies. You know, you want to keep them not entertained by the acting and the dialogue, but you got to like, yeah, it gives them some visual feats. Cerebral. Yeah, exactly. And and puns. Many, many puns. Yeah. Yeah. That's Hollywood, baby. That's that's how it all works. So uh, anyway, Beetlejuice doesn't want to get eaten. The little guys are chanting chow time. Beetlejuice says why he's not a, a good meal. I'm full of cholesterol. I'm a real fathead. Ah! 
I don't think his head was full of that much cholesterol. So it's not that fat. It's mostly his neck. <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> neck meat is highly caloric, especially in the neither world. <laughs> I would have thought, thought that, that one head was... For me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it ties back to the previous segment. Oh, fuck. Oh, man, connections. As it turns out, they just want to use dandruff for soup. It's good. Oh, golly, no. We want to have you for dinner, not have you for dinner. (laughs) Taste. So they made dandruff soup, and it's like a cook for 50 humans situation. It's funny. I didn't see that coming. Hilarious. I still would have, if I were in Beetlejuice's situation, uh, they would say, we don't want to have you for dinner. We want to have you for dinner. I would have been like, um, that's, it's still the same word. And I'm, I'm, are you sure? Like, I, I, I'm still not a hundred percent sure I'm not going to be eaten. This isn't, this isn't good, hmm. but I would also be ahead. So I'd be a little more worried about that too. <laughs> you would be ahead, yeah. huh? <laughs> would, would you guys <laughs> eat your own dandruff soup? Yes. I wouldn't. Would Why not? I would not. Why? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. My, <laughs> I want my answer salt. depends on context. Too salty. Too salty. <laughs> Do I need my soup to be enriched in a way that can't be enriched otherwise, and that's my only survival possibility, or is it just like for funsies? Yeah, you're in a situation where you need to enrich your soup nutritiously, and your dandruff is the only way of survival. That's that's what I was thinking. If it's for survival, I'd be willing. Okay. Other th- otherwise, no. Ben, would you? Of course I would. Well, why? It's your own skin. Yeah. You're... Now, what if I made you some dandruff dandruff soup? So are we talking, it's sort of like the sprinkling of Parmesan on top? Mm-hmm. Reggiano? Is it, you know, done in a salt way? Is it the main protein? Oh, uh, probably just a pinch of salt kind of thing. Like I oh, take my dandruff and sprinkle it in a bowl for you and then I serve it. And yeah. I give you a little kiss on the cheek and then I say like, bon appetit. Yeah, that, yeah I would man. eat that. I'm like we're all... We're all e- eating shit constantly, okay? Right. Speak for yourself. Honey is bee shit, and we're eating shit. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I don't leave my house much, so there's really not a lot of shit here. But you go to a public restaurant, there's shit everywhere. So I need some dandruff. Who the fuck cares? Plus, I'd love to be a, a considered a cannibal for eating dandruff. I think that'd be a good story <laughs> for parties. <laughs> you're, like, you're a weak-ass cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> You go hang out with the cannibals, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I got a <clears throat> big dandruff guy. The, uh, the, uh, the weak-ass dandruff spit. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Mostly spit, though. The weak-ass cannibals is my rockabilly band name. <laughs> we have a guy with a stand-up bass. I put my hair up in a pompadour. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of, you know. Is that what rockabilly sounds like to you? Yeah. Yeah, All that's right. right. Okay. What would it sound like to you, Shannon? I don't know. With a pretty face and a hold up, what is it? Got a pretty face, motorboat, chantilly lace. That's what it is. Chantilly and pretty face lace. and a ponytail <laughs> hanging down. Got a wiggle and a walk and a giggle in her top. Makes the world go round, 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 round. See, see, <laughs> I, I see. You know what Rockabilly sounds like. Now do it as Sammy Davis Jr. I can't. He wasn't that kind of guy. Now do it as yeah, Dennis Miller. Yeah, yeah, he was, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. 
<sighs> Where were we? About halfway through the cartoon. We were talking about, uh, about Dennis Miller. That's right. Uh, we're eating dandruff. So now we're, we're sailing on the Dead Sea out here. I guess Captain Kidder is under deck for some reason. So Lydia calls him up, and he tells a joke that can only be described as J.K. Rowling's worst nightmare. What? Say, Captain, what did the little ghost call his mom and dad? His trans parents. <laughs> it killed. I so appreciate that you brought out that connective tissue because I was listening to it and I was like, wow, lots and lots of conservative parents today would be real mad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, stop teaching Beetlejuice in school. <laughs> Critical Beetlejuice theory. <laughs> what CBT? Everyone knows CBT is there. Everybody knows CBT. CBT? <laughs> uh, hashtag CBT. Um, so they get to the island, and there was so much going on here that I started to develop a bit of a headache. Captain Kidder tells Lydia and the body that the head of state, which is Beetlejuice, gets fed to a seamworm every year, and then. Just not connected to that whatsoever. Lydia comes up with one of the strangest ideas I've ever heard. I figure if there's one thing a bunch of heads will be scared of, it's a monster head. Let's go. More to the right. Why? This sounds like like six-year-old logic, right? Yeah. Like I'm a monster. Is she? How old is she in the cartoon? Is she? Is she younger than she is in the movie? She's uh, just old enough. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Mr. Jones, leave. Please leave. <laughs> Whatever the reasoning, guys, she builds like a big paper mache head. You fucking sicko. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's not true. Nobody's more awesome oh, than I am. Oh, so they, they make this paper mache head, but I, I guess it's fine. Who cares? They put the body in it and, uh, and they run around. I noticed here that when they cut back to the village, there's a lot of huts in the village of the headhunters, and there's like a skull on it, and it looks just like The Rock's famous Brahma bull. Did you guys see that one? I missed that, but I am a huge fan of The Rock sure. and the Brahma bull. Mm-hmm. Mike and I went to the same high school together, uh, and he can attest that our symbol is not the bull. Our mascot was not the bull, but I got the bull on my high school ring because I loved The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> 90s wrestling so much i put it on my high school ring that's not true that is true was it the real brahma bull or was it just like a, a cow head it was a it was a bull it wasn't like the the raised eyebrow brahma bull but it it was it looked very much like the rocks the rocks bull just minus the minus the raised eyebrow <laughs> that's really central to the whole experience dave mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. the raised eyebrow it's just uh it's just a bull it's just, i mean it's not like I, I would have killed for the, the the rock logo, but you know what can you do? This was uh, two thousand two high school, like whatever. Yeah, you can only pick like one hundred and fifty options. What is it, Jensen's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen's fine high school ring makers. I hope they've expanded their options in the last twenty years. Mike, what did you put on your your school ring? Was it the the Stone Cold Steve Austin's broken skull? <laughs> <laughs> It was the Fast and Furious logo, <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, the Mitsubishi Diamond Star. <laughs> ben, did you get your class ring? 
course I did. What did you put on it? The Enron logo. <laughs> he still wears it to this day. <laughs> Hold that hope. It's coming back. And on the other side, it was Jeffrey Jones's likeness. You fucking sicko. <laughs> you who? The pervert Jeffrey Jones? Yeah, that's him. The yeah, very one. That's right. You sick fuck. The fuck out of here. <laughs> so uh, where were we? So <laughs> Lydia finds Beetlejuice, and then Beetlejuice goes on to insult the body, and then the body leaves. And then, oh man, talking about this is making me feel weird. So Scarolyn comes up, and Beetlejuice is happy to see her, and then she unzips her sexy body, and she's a big queen grape. And it's Michael Caine underneath. <laughs> That's right. What, what, what did he say? And he, and he goes... I was dressed to kill. And now I'm and now I'm the size of a tangerine. <laughs> so this grape thing wears a body to go to the beach in the hopes that she'll find a head. And then instead of just grabbing it, she punts it into the ocean for her minions to retrieve. I mean which way? <laughs> I just, I love that arch. It's well thought out. <laughs> Somebody say arches. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that the grape head inside the costume matched up to the hips? Because that was the widest part of the body? Did they put the thought into that? I like it. Why does she even need to go to the beach as a lady? Why can't she go as a grape? That's why right. I think it's a topless beach where they can remove their heads. So she's going there to get more heads. No, she had to go to the beach that way to get Beetlejuice's attention, because if she showed up as the grape, then he'd just be like, oh, you're another villain, but instead she has to betray him for the big reveal. So they were targeting him. That's that right. Awesome. Were, were, she was they bait. They were grooming Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, you know what the best part of this idea is? Mm-mm. That you used Beetlejuice's famous catchphrase, oh, you're another villain. He says that all the time. Oh man, but but Keaton was able to deliver it with such panache. Like you're just like you're like yes, I can hear that. I can hear somebody saying this. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So uh, they're fucked. They're in trouble. Uh, Lydia puts her fingers up Beetlejuice's nostrils, which is pretty gross, and she makes him into a bowling ball and. what I call views in your head. What are you, a comedian? Huh? Because he's Captain Kidder. Mm-hmm. So he bounces right up against Captain Kidder, and he starts to explain his situation. And we already got the twist with Scarolyn and being a grape. But Shailen? Yeah? Just like your favorite movie, get ready for another twister. <laughs> huh? 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 I am a headhunter, too. You're kidding. You're kidding. Ah, you better be kidding. He's such a kidder. Ah. <laughs> that zipper in the bird squawking was my favorite moment of the episode. Because <laughs> I like to imagine what, what, what other things there could be. Does, does Captain Kidder exist? Like, it, Does he have a whole career built around that zipper outfit that he wears? Yeah, because he has to go to the locker bar and do comedy. Yeah, that's to a get method heads. Work. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis level. It's not right, right, right. 
<laughs> also, maybe he just likes being a guy that has a body occasionally, and he's into that. Hey, maybe like, let him be. The grapes have bodies. He wants to be. They have arms and legs. But they don't have like a torso. Maybe he just likes that feeling sometimes. They're all head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know what my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis movie is? Yes. Uh, there will be head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I preferred the Phantom Head. The last of the Mohedkins. <laughs> <laughs> was he? He was in that, right? Yeah. My left head was great. <laughs> anyway, so what, what women want? <laughs> what head women want? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who could say? So now they've got both Lydia and Beetlejuice, and they're buried in the sand. And Beetlejuice is headless, or I guess bodiless as we know. But Lydia is also in there. And so this gets back to your original question, Dave, of why are they feeding just the head? Or why didn't they kill Lydia and behead her and then uh, just feed that to the worm? What's the deal? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm lost at this. Like, the, like. <sighs> Did they keep Lydia's head on her body to give this the sea worm like the thrill of the hunt? You know, like in Jurassic Park, like the T Rex just kind of lazily grabs the goat and and it's that's not how they hunt. He's, lo- he's like, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, like you, they gotta they gotta hunt. They need the thrill. Yeah, you know, is the sea worm? Is that why they left her her head on its body? Maybe they understand the sea worm's nature. I don't know. Who can say? Am I reading too much into this uh, cartoon from 1989? I don't know. Maybe. No, you're not reading for far enough in. That's, ooh, yeah. Oh, my God. So let's take this another level deeper, Shailen. Take, take we need <laughs> seven or eight more hours to get whoa, into the whoa. nature of the sea worm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So that's I don't an, think we should. Let's move on. A, what? Okay. Shailen, but what is a sea worm? But who is the worm? Who <laughs> indeed? Someone that we don't need to dwell on any further. Oh, the worm? But we do because, so the sandworms. Has turned. (laughs) Saves nine. (laughs) Uh, Phantom head. (laughs) So, you know, the sandworm, (laughs) Beetlejuice, looks like a worm. This thing looks like a dragon, like a blue dragon. Actually, I'm not talking the Metro West Boston restaurant. Um, I think it looks more like a sea serpent, not a dragon. Okay. It doesn't have legs. Dave, if you had to describe <laughs> the sandworm, do it right now. Oh, oh my God. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, um, like you, you see those old medieval maps where they have no idea what the rest <laughs> of the world looks like. It's one of those, one of those sea, sea monsters. No, okay. he said sandworm, and the the appropriate answer was a snake with stripes. I, I meant sea worm. Oh, oh uh, and a sandworm is is like that, but like uh, the land part of the map that they don't know. Yeah, Mike, would you rather fight one hundred two inch tall sea worms or one two hundred inch tall sandworm? Oh, I'm going for the the two hundred small ones for sure. I think it, it kind of looks like the ride from uh, King's Castle Land. Oh. <laughs> yes, it does. Pretty sure. Same thing. So King's Castle Land was a uh, shitty uh, theme park on this major road through uh, through where Mike and Chalen and I grew up. Did it breathe fire? Yes. yes. It was originally. Oh, man. I have history here. 
King's Castle Inn started as like a weird hamburger restaurant and they had an incinerator for the garbage and they built it into a dragon. So when they burned the garbage from the restaurant, the dragon breathed fire. And then the guy who owned it was like, oh, people think this is cool. I'm going to build little houses that go with nursery rhymes. And it just like got bigger and bigger. And then it went bankrupt. I'm going to I'm going to build this theme park for kids around this uh, giant dangerous flaming <laughs> thing. Yes. <laughs> I remember near the end it would drip. I think they like would maybe try to put gas in it. So like it, you would watch the fire come out and there would just be like dripping fire that would land yeah. at the base. They converted of the it dri- to propane at, at some point. I think actually before we were alive it, it got converted, but it was cuz it was right near the Toll House restaurant. Yeah. And there was no oversight of any agency whatsoever in the uh, in that place. It was amazing. I remember, I remember um, so it was this big green thing, and um, the flames would come out of its nostrils, and uh, they would just paint over the grease from the fire. Yes. <laughs> they would just paint over it with the with the paint, paint over the grease. I also remember like they had like a like a three little pigs kind of area with yep. these homes, and you would look up, and the nails from the shingles. Would just be poking up. The eighties and ninety, early nineties was the best time to be a child. Nobody gave a shit. You could just do whatever you wanted, as long as you didn't impale your head on a three little pigs roof <laughs> shingle nail. Well, no, it was fine if you did it. You just shouldn't expect the person who erected it, without any regard for safety, to give you money if you did. <laughs> you were doomed. Man, I think I, I still have that. a cup from there. I love that place. It was great. It's a little walk down memory lane. Do you remember they used to just have random, uh, like, uh, coffins around, like, and they would just be, like, random <laughs> costumes? <laughs> My favorite was after they went out of business. There used to be um, a shoe, like a big shoe you could play in. It was a house for the little old woman who lived in a shoe. And what? when the business went out of business, they auctioned off a lot of the stuff. And so like three miles down the road in someone's backyard, there was just a giant wooden shoe that the kids could play in. Oh, man. It was very silly. It was the greatest thing. Those were the days. Ben, did you have any uh, like death trap amusement parks at where, uh, around where you grew up? No, but I was... No, I, I'm just going to go. No, I'm not going to go down a long-winded story about the uh, the Ninja Gym on 18 in that same area. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Speak, but you, speaking you of death remember. traps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go on. Speaking of death traps. No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, I do remember there was a... Was it Bonkers? Was that the name of the... Oh, uh, it was totally place? nuts. Yeah, so there were stories. This was an inside amusement park in Arcade that was up near where I was. And there were there were rumors that there was a girl. And she got scalped. Uh-huh. Her hair, her long hair, got caught in like an indoor sort of roller coaster kind of thing, and, and that was the rumor. I don't know if it was ever confirmed. Yeah, it ben, feels, it feels but, like the old wives' tale. Yeah, but Ben, it turned out you were the one who scalped the girl. <laughs> you sicko. She she and I had a winner's take all fight in Street Fighter, and uh, <laughs> tacos. Let's just say you you took all. I listen. I picked all seam. I know it's cheesy, but uh, he can he can punch real far because he's limber. <laughs> so I've heard. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Uppercut. <laughs> Great game, folks. A lot of momentum behind it. Whew. So Lydia and Beetlejuice uh, call for Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice comes. He. 
gets his head and his body back together, and then he starts doing magic things like shooting the grapes into a basketball hoop and like kicking them. <laughs> Doesn't seem particularly magic. He just kicks the shit out of them, you guys. I mean, then he turns into a golf club, and they don't like that. I guess that was magic. That was magic. Thanks, Shailen. Anyway, here's some Beetlejuice noises. I picked them because they sounded uh, like sex. <laughs> you see what I mean? No. No? What? You want me to play it again? Yes. What sort of sex are you having? Because all, all I have is foot sex. The, uh, this kind. <laughs> It's actual recording from Mike's wedding night. (laughs) (laughs) What a special moment for me to hold that boom mic. (laughs) If you take the audio from that night and the last night that I had um, too many burritos and you laid the wave files on top of each other, it's a perfect one-to-one match. That's how Foley work works. You know what I mean? I'm not sure I do actually in this case, it's, but it's, it's okay. Because my okay, because my burrito shit mm-hmm. sounded like the the grunty <laughs> sex noise, one to one. Like they sounded exactly like each other. But where is that weird tuba sound coming from? Hey, listen, we we don't judge here. The mighty sphincter. <laughs> Danny Elfman's in the room, <laughs> doing one of his three things. <laughs> See, that's the joke, Shalen. Oh, is that the joke? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dave. He does like a couple of things and then he does it forever. Mm-hmm. That's the film biz, though. That's how it goes. So Beetlejuice kicks the shit out of the headhunters. They still have to deal with the sea worm. Lydia sucks her head underground and it looks like a little butthole on mm-hmm. the beach. It's all puckered. The sea worm runs into Lydia and, and instead of like snapping her child neck, uh, it just trips. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> She's she's got a, a hard hat, I guess. Is this good? Was this a good show? It's fucking klutz. <laughs> oh boy, let's uh, let's just play the ending. In spite of all I said, you sure have a great head on your shoulders. <laughs> what? And then it plays the uh, music from Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> yeah. just kind of wiggling. What was that? I don't know. Like, Shailen, is that a Harry Belafonte thing? Maybe. Did he write Chantilly Lace? No. That was the big bopper. <laughs> Shailen, what would it sound like if Harry Belafonte sang Chantilly Lace? I don't know enough about Harry Belafonte's voice in my head right now at this moment without research. I can't help. Let me what tell would it you sound like if Beetlejuice sung Deo? It would sound racist. What if Beetlejuice sang Amadeus by Falco? It's <laughs> <laughs> a worthy challenge. <laughs> you have five seconds, Shailen. I got nothing. Uh, I gotta cut all this. I'll never cut it. Mike, Okay. What, what would it sound like if, if Beetlejuice sung on the dais by Falcon? <laughs> so 
Okay, all right. Amadeus. Amadeus. Forget Amadeus. Ben, what would it sound like if Beetlejuice were to sing uh, One Night in Bangkok? <laughs> One Night in Bangkok, babe. <laughs> <laughs> One night in Bangkok, Chachi. Come on. <laughs> is that the worst song ever written? Which no. One? one night in Bangkok? No. No, it's a perfect song. Dave, I heard that you liked Murray Head's One Night in Bangkok. Yes. Better than Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama. That's right. But it was mainly because I was a huge fan of this episode of Beetlejuice. Okay. And I love the head puns. And mm-hmm. I was like, Murray Head, come on. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just because it's a superior song. Oh, oh, oh boy! Suck it, Leonard Skinner. I was wondering when yeah, Forrest Gump came fuck out. Fuck you, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, when when Forrest Gump came out, I was wondering why they didn't put Murray Heads One Night in Bangkok in, and they put Sweet Home Alabama in there. I was like, this is bullshit. But he didn't go to Bangkok. He went to Vietnam. Yeah, I don't care. It's a better song. Yeah, but it was the wrong time period. It doesn't matter. It's a better song. Historical accuracy for that movie that. The history was accurate in. But they put Forrest Gump in the music video. It was huge. Like Zemeckis just like nailed it. Nailed that scene. It was great. A lot of blue screen. Classic Bobby Z. That's another That's another film thing. Like you guys don't really want to understand. Like blue screen, green screen effects. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called chroma key. Look it up. I'm just a, <clears throat> just a simple country lawyer. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that, um, that ba-dee-ba-da. ba Brings this episode of Beetlejuice to a close. A merciful ending? <laughs> Who can say? The best way to <laughs> I mean, that is true. Would you show Beetlejuice to a, a child, you know, ghost or non-ghost, up to you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Mike? Oh, it's just, I don't know. I think every time I watch one of these cartoons again, I just... How does it not confuse children? I feel like it's just <laughs> so disconnected and bizarre. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. Not that I need kids to be exposed to just like common sense things, but I, I just sit there asking questions. I'm so critical of it. <laughs> I feel bad. But I, I don't even think it's fun. Did, did, was that episode like fun or was there any gags that like, yeah. Yeah, it was. That was that time they said, they said head. Yeah, <laughs> did you not hear the puns? <laughs> they were pretty subtle you might have missed them holy shit i can't believe i missed those <laughs> was this fun are you kidding me this is a huge fun is huge Chilling, fun. you showing this to a kid i'm not if i'm showing anything beetlejuice to a kid i'm showing them the movie because Catherine o'hara is in it and she's the best and this cartoon is watered down and sad and makes jokes about pedophilia without meaning to and also the puns I like wordplay in general. I can like laugh at at silly puns. It was so heavy handed that like four and a half minutes in, I literally stopped it and I was like, fucking Mike, what the hell? I just could not. It took four tries to get through it and I had to rewatch the last six minutes because I couldn't even remember how it ended because I was so angry by the time I got to that point in the cartoon. Wow. And no. But would I show the movie to a child? Yes, with a couple of like my hand has to go over your eyes or cover your ears parts. Shailen, the question was about the economy. <laughs> Inflation isn't real. Eat the rich. <laughs> uh, Dave, would, 
would you show this to a child? And alternatively, would you let children listen to Aerosmith eat the rich? Oh, um, yes and yes. Okay. I think, you know, when it comes to wordplay, right? Mm-hmm. You got to start somewhere. And why not start with some easy softballs? This has may reuse some of the jokes. It's got a lot of a lot of puns around heads and, and, and skulls and domes, etc. But I, I think the kids should watch this to learn the, the basics of, of making a, a pun. It's educational. A watch pods first. It's educational. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Listeners won't see it. Shailen has a large hammer and nail, and Dave is wriggling on on his wall. <laughs> the, the nail came through the internet. It's pierced him. It's like Jesus to the cross. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, would I show to a child? No, I wouldn't. Why? Too many ghoulies. Okay. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> Which... <laughs> The only ghoulies you should be showing to a child is Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. worthy addition to the canon. Uh, well, let's go with one to five, uh, I don't know, fucking head puns. I'm going to give it two head puns. I thought the art was pretty good, but uh, yeah, I cash grabbed. So uh, maybe there's better episodes. I, I hope there are better episodes. There's 94 to choose from. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm not overly optimistic. We do get to the butt episode. It's just butt puns. <laughs> Shailen, how many puns? 2.4 head puns. It harkened back to a beloved franchise. It was something I enjoyed in my childhood, but reliving it and rewatching it uh, made me want to gouge out my eyes and throttle people I didn't know. So probably not the best cartoon for people to watch. Whoa. Give me fury. Whoa. Yikes. Would you say it was a headache? <laughs> <laughs> All right. With Mike's edition, uh, 2.45. So just below, it's fine. That's correct. Mm-hmm. It's not fine. I'm going to be just at just fine. Two and a half. I agree with Mike. The artwork is is fun. It's and it's uh it's different than what we what we usually watch and what we watched as kids. The writing is difficult to experience. Um, just like just like the idea of like every other joke or every other line is a head pun is just is wild to me that they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that one. I am looking forward to watching this again. Uh, or not watching this episode, but watching another episode where it's all feet puns. <laughs> uh, but that's for different reasons. Ben? You know, my sole intention here was to put my heel down <laughs> and give this three head puns. But then... Then I, I nailed myself and put myself to nail bed. Oh, man. You're I really, thought about uh, it. <laughs> you're really towing, towing the line here. My uh, metatarsal uh, told me <laughs> <laughs> that I had missed a, a pun about melons as well. And then when I figured that one out uh, live on the air, I kicked it up to a three and a half. Because I think you're all being too negative, And this show needs a little positivity. And that's why they come to me. Mr. Positivity. I 
thought you were Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Positive Freeze. Positive it is the first name. E is the middle name. That's for Edgar, and Freeze is the last name. Yeah. Edward Nigma. <laughs> Two-Faith. Two-Faith. <laughs> Two-Faith killed my, Two my parents. Two-Faith killed my parents, babe. <laughs> yeah, he killed my parents, babe. Two-Faith. Like Yanis, like Giannis, the two-faced <laughs> god. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should play a game or something. Yeah, let's spice this up a little bit today. So I have just straight-up trivia, as you Hell may or yeah. may not know. Beetlejuice is also a supernova. So I've selected a menagerie of trivia questions covering both the supernova as well as the theatrical hit. So hold on to your shorts. <laughs> is there is there is there they're they're being held. Uh is there a name to the game, Mike? Let's think here. Little red dress. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh Prince who tried that song out first. <laughs> Didn't go over with the producers. <laughs> All right. I'll just go around and uh, ask you a question. I can try to provide you with some multiple choice if you're struggling, but these should be right up your alley. Part <laughs> <laughs> of the ocean. <laughs> Let's start with Shaylin. Who did Catherine O'Hara replace in the initial cast for the movie? A loser. It doesn't matter. She's oh, the best. Just say a name. Why do you sound so disgusted? I love her. You didn't answer the question. <laughs> it's a question. A loser. Oh my God, Roseanne Barr. Who, 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 who is she? <laughs> I just answered the question. All right. Anyone else have a guess? Come on. Who did she replace? Who would be a similar actress in that time period? Uh, Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Julie Andrews. Mm. It was Angelica oh. Houston. Oh, was initially. oh. Okay. yeah. Damn it. So she appeared in Adam's Family Value, or Adam's Family, what, three years after this? Makes you think. She's a brilliant Morticia, but she would have been a weird artsy person. Not a good weird artsy person. She's too serious. And you called her a loser. Yeah, she was a loser on the roll. Ooh. Oh. Oh. She was a loser to all those kids and witches. That's also true. <laughs> was she in Practical Magic? No, I think so. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Don't let me interrupt. Dave, what percentage of screen time did Beetlejuice have in the movie? Um, percentage. Uh, I'm going to say 15%. Oh, you're close. 18%. Ah. Uh, See, that's that's how you use <laughs> comedy in a movie is you, you space it out. You don't just it's not 100% Beetlejuice. <laughs> Every line doesn't have to be a pun, is what you're saying. You can just sprinkle in the jokes. You can use them about 15 to 18% of the time. They work so well. All right, Ben. Which say about cheap skin condoms. condoms. <laughs> 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 All right, Ben. Which cast member was the most excited about the script? Was the most excited about the script? Oh, boy. Um... Jeffrey Jones. I was going to say horrible pervert Jeffrey Jones for sure. It was Dina, Gina Davis. 
She what? actually went around and uh, promoted it to the other characters. Hmm. Did she did she shoot them the script with her arrows <laughs> to light <laughs> their doors? Yeah, like Robin Hood style. Yeah. <laughs> they were attached to the arrows, and the back of the arrow was on fire to really get their attention. Yeah. 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 That's right. <laughs> She, she William told Alec Baldwin, uh, and she like shot the script above his head. She gave him ideas that yeah. he would come, he would enact <laughs> a few decades later. <laughs> Sheldon, that's an awful, horrible. I didn't make that joke. <laughs> so, Sheldon, somebody died. That's I didn't make that joke. Oof. All right, Sheldon. There's a minor plot hole in the movie where when they go to the waiting room, all of the other characters are maimed by their death. Why was this plot hole allowed to exist? Because Car Crash 1 and Car Crash 2 with terrible character names. It's because they tried to make them wet all, the whole movie, and it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gina, we got to dip you in this vat of oil. Yeah, the constant Vaseline in this oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, Dave, what constellation yeah. is Beetlejuice part of? Oh, um, what's the, uh, the Orion's belt? You are correct. <laughs> I am? Oh, man, nice. <laughs> damn, damn it. That's where the galaxy is. I, I gotta be honest, I was trying to think of a constellation that was related to feet, and I couldn't think of one. <laughs> you came up, you came up with Men in Black, that's fine. So I, I, I came up with the, um, the one closest to David Carradine's death. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of layers there. Yeah. Oh, it was like one of those famous cronuts. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but unlike the cronut, not as delicious. Wow. Harsh Funny, critic. but not delicious. Are you talking about David Carradine's death? Shailen, I said it wasn't delicious. <laughs> it wasn't malicious. No, he was self-pleasuring. Right. right. It's an accident. All right, Ben, how many light years away from Earth is Beetlejuice? <laughs> uh, 200. <laughs> 640. You were close. I don't think that that's true. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. Check the telescope records. Yeah, review. All right, one more round. Shailen, what does Beetlejuice mean in English? Um, it means um, vengeful homeowner wins because they squished the beetle into juice. <laughs> it's no longer buzzing around their house. It means hand of the central one. No, I don't think that's true either. Isn't it Beetlegeist? Beetlegeist. Yeah, I, be- I believe it's German. <laughs> All right, two more questions, Dave. This one goes to you. Okay, I'm ready. What was recently discovered about Beetlejuice uh, with the now less popular Hubble telescope? Oh, um, that they are planning a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> more Beetlejuice. Uh, it's actually about to explode. Oh, oh, will that affect us? I think it, with Champagne Supernovas, uh, <laughs> most likely <laughs> they're known to. Shailen, what would the Oasis song Champagne Supernova sound like if it was sung <laughs> by Sammy Davis Jr.? Bad. It would sound bad, Ben. <laughs> Just give it a shot. <laughs> do it in a rockabilly tone as well. I can't do it in a rockabilly tone, but I almost had it and you interrupted Oh, no. Damn it. That's not true at all. You wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have done it. <laughs> the Champagne <laughs> Supernova. Supernova. Is that Kermit the Frog? 
toward the end of his career, sure, he didn't even sound as good. It's also George Lucas. <laughs> when you do it. All right, Ben. For the win. Get it right. How old is Beetlejuice? Less than 5 million years old? Less than 10 million years old? Or more than 15 million years old? Uh, I'm going to have to go more than 15. That, that fucker was at the Big Bang. It is 10 million years old. No. Cite <laughs> <laughs> your source. And that's that. It was uh, <laughs> the Hubble, Hubble.com. <laughs> Hubble. <laughs> dot com backslash facts backslash edu dot trivia it, it was a it was a stars guy dot <laughs> dave have you heard of the lightly erotic telescope website it's hubble hubble dot com <laughs> oh is, is that the one where like it just posts pictures of, of naked people and then after every every picture it's just this guy waggling his eyebrows yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's like when they take their clothes off, they're just covered in telescopes, oh. and then that that cartoon wolf shows up. <laughs> Mike, who won? <laughs> we all did. Everyone won. Dave, with your answer of Orion, you took it by storm. By having nice. a single correct answer, <laughs> that one. Right. We're great at trivia. <laughs> it's a tough game. Good job, Dave. You can't see it. I'm just flexing right now. I just tore my shirt off Hulk Hogan style. I'm just huge, huge, hugely excited. Yeah. He's going to get into bed with his wife and just say, hey, hey, <coughs> hey, I, I won the trivia game. Hey, wake, wake up. I won, Mike's, I won Mike's game. Hey, guess what? Guess what? And then you're just laughing about it. Take off your bed socks. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Bed socks. <laughs> We don't need the details, Dave. She's always cold. Do you, uh-huh. do you remember the foot fetish themed Flintstones movie where, where their hometown was? No, what was it? It was Bedsock. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a lot of fun. And you know what else is a lot of fun? The mailbag. Papa John's is introducing a pizza bowl where it's just pizza and no crust, but it's in a bowl. That's astonishing. What food item do you think could be improved by removing a key element? Yours in Brotherhood, Storm and Norman. <laughs> Thanks, Storm and Norman. In a rare turn of events, I have an immediate answer. Okay. It's the buffalo chicken salad, and you remove the salad, and you just have delicious boneless buffalo wings. Boom. Hmm. Fascinating. I think you go out to a restaurant, you order a dozen oysters, they just pour them into a jug. No, no fish. <laughs> I just fish around in there two, three at a time. It's up to you. I thought you were saying, like, you, you just drink them. You just slug them. <laughs> you just... <laughs> just take a swig. Do they give you, like, the, the broth and the butter still? Is that in the jug, or is this just... Fucking straight up oysters. These are these are raw oysters on the half shell, Ben. Mm-hmm. Raw oysters. That defeats the purpose of your restaurant idea that you had uh, told me about, Mike. Which um, go shuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's you take every like fast food sandwich that has a tomato on it, and you get that fucking tomato out of here. I'm not a big tomato fan anyway, but you get them fast food tomatoes. They're gross. They're kind of pale, 
and they're mealy looking. Mm. And then like you take a big delicious bite of your McChicken and you're like, there's this fucking floaty tomato. Yeah, the one on the Whopper, you try to put it back just to hide it, and it, it just keeps popping out. That's <laughs> <laughs> how so I feel about my left nipple when I'm wearing a tank top. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm out there on the beach. I'm poking that fucker back in there. But like a tomato, just keeps coming back out. How about a sandwich just made out of the tomatoes from discarded uh, hamburgers? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a menu hack right there. Get <laughs> yeah. to order it on a special menu where someone has to go into the dumpster to get the ingredients. Just, just picture you're making like an Uber Eats order and you're ordering from McDonald's and you order like one of every sandwich and you just get this big <laughs> fucking pie. <laughs> just like shit. Just like congealed like lettuce and sauces and mayonnaise and like. The proteins and most of the buns and the cheese is just in this big fucking mashed potato close encounters pile. And all you have is you have one bun, a bunch of fucking funky ass tomatoes, and another yeah, bun. Just, and they're, and they're what not a nightmare. Like fresh either. They're like restaurant, like fast food restaurant, like pink tomatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Frozen. Oh, I, was, <laughs> I was just picturing it's one whole tomato. And you can see the slice marks and there's like dripping sauces from it, but it just becomes a single tomato with like bread on each end. Oh, Jesus. Restructured. Yeah. (laughs) I rebuilt it. (laughs) I Frankenstein this tomato for you. Make me me these sandwiches, but you have to cut each slice of the tomato consecutively. That's how I know it's fresh. (laughs) It's a BLT sandwich, but just called the B. Or no, no, the T. Yeah, the (laughs) T. Just the T. Just just the tea is not an okay name for a food. No, it's just the tea. That's the name of my celebrity gossip website, <laughs> uh, but it's exclusively tomato-themed. <laughs> I thought it was going to be penis-themed, just the tip, but just the tea. No, no, I went with the t- tomato celebrity gossip website. It's, it's, it's a smarter joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ben's um, Tumblr he had where he just showed off his nipple in like loose, you know, low-hanging shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the teat. It's um, they're actually baggy, old timey swimsuits. Yeah, that's showing yeah, yeah, off yeah. the single nipple. As a callback to the beginning of the episode, the, the kids love. No, I, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that's that's a herald. I think I don't know. We've gone blue. What, uh, fuck it. The um, Aristocats. F- yeah, for me, it would be anything that raw onion is in. Put it on a hamburger. Delicious. It, it, no, it's destroying the hamburger. <laughs> you, you put it in a salad, you're ruining the salad with raw onion. Mm. It's just like I, I cooked onion. You're talking about a white onion or red onion? Uh, fuck, I don't know, Shailen. Like, a, a, <laughs> one, both, I guess. Because like, a steak burger with cheese from McMenemy's with a nice slice of raw Vidalia <laughs> onion is actually really delicious. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe this guy's talking about a fucking yellow onion, huh? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, a little onion boy. Oh, I'm talking Vidalia. <laughs> I don't believe you. Delicious. Yeah. Raw, cooked, somewhere in the middle. You're wrong. What? But why? Why raw onion? You asking me or Shailen? He's <laughs> asking, I'm asking you. you. She's, she's got a lot of opinions on raw onion. I know. You got a lot of hot takes on mine. It's fine cooked. It's it's okay. It has a lot of flavor. But when it's when it's raw, it's just like it's got a nice crisp crunch to it but yeah, it, it then you, you bite into it and you're like oh wow that's oh i like that texture oh that's it's this that's this awful onion flavor that's overwhelming everything else it's just it's too overwhelming do you eat funyuns 
Yes. Are those just uh, breadcrumbed ones? <laughs> Dave, yeah, that's I a, right. I have a question for you. What, what's up, Cheryl? They have the same flavor. Do you flavor. think that black pepper is spicy? <laughs> what? Sometimes. <laughs> just went to check. Only in bed. <laughs> Dave, I have a question for you. What's you up? fucking pants. <laughs> do you think that cinnamon is yum yum? I do. I do. Yeah. And, um, Shailen, I do have a question for you, Miss mm-hmm. Miss uh, uh, Hot Take Judge. What's up with mayonnaise? <laughs> What's the deal? What's the deal with mayonnaise? Is it milk? Is it eggs? I don't know. You're a monster. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about that tomato sandwich too. Is it's going to have like gross runoff on it? Oh, it's it's not pleasant. Do you want that tomato sandwich with some raw purple onions or red onions? Hey. What? You're coming in here? You don't like raw onion? Folks, you can't see it, but when I said raw onions on anything, Shailen stood up and gave me the old Triple H crotch chop. Yeah. Yeah. You're worse than Mussolini out here. Yeah. He liked onions. I'm sorry if that's all you ate during the Depression, Shailen, but no. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear a funny story about onions in the Depression? Boy, do I. <laughs> funny. <laughs> Story. So when I was in college, I made chicken pot pie, and my nana found out and was like, "You never make me chicken pot pie." And so I used the exact same recipe and made her one. And that recipe happened to have like pickled onions in it. I don't know, like just the one that I happened to be following. And the next time I saw her, she asked me <laughs> what kind of terrible prank I was pay- playing on her because mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> Her mom, when she and her siblings used to get, would get sick, she would just put pickled onions in a pan and make them hot and make them take sips of hot pickled onion juice to cure them from whatever ailed them, oh, like regardless Dave's of favorite. what the illness was. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. And actually, that's how they discovered Tylenol. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acetaminophen is derived from hot pickled onion juice. That's right. Mike, you, you're a scientist. You know this. <laughs> yeah, I you mean, when, this we, fact. when we make our own Tylenol, that's the first step. <laughs> he's also a prepper i was gonna say mike is also a hippie you say you say hey dr scientist you get, you get the pickle those onions damn it now dave you don't like raw onion what about those canned onions you will you pick one out of there and eat it the little pearls that's uh, what i'm talking no, about pickle oh, those onion. aren't pi- no i'm talking about just they're in water they're not in vinegar no they're water onions. the ones in the jar are the pickled ones water onions uh, dave okay how, how about this yeah. What if they weren't pickled, huh? What if they were just little teeny onions in a can with l- liquid of some sort? I would eat pickled onions. I would not I eat I didn't say raw. pickled. I know. That's what oh. I'm saying. What if they were in the, the can? The canning process water? cooks them. He'll eat them. Ah, oh, fuck. God. It's just another argument diffused. That's <laughs> what this show's all about. Settling disputes. Yeah, we want to end the, each episode on a completely even playing ground. <laughs> Also, no, Dave, be, no better or no worse than when we started. If you just don't want to eat older. the raw onion, that's fine. But don't yeah. judge me for eating it. I'm not yucking your onion yum. I'm okay. not yucking I'm just, yeah. you not wanting the yum. I didn't jump in on you wanting to remove salad from a buffalo chicken salad. <laughs> that's because. Okay, because I respect your decisions and your, your opinions. Also, it's okay. a good idea. Just saying. Do you think Beetlejuice's breath is more towards the onion side of the spectrum or more towards the tomato side of the spectrum? I don't know why those are the two sides of the spectrum. <laughs> those are the only two options. 
Oh, man. Tomato sandwich? Because that's different than a tomato. <laughs> that's true. It's got a bruschetta kind of vibe. Going. <laughs> oh, the open like... face. Oh, well, in that case, totally bruschetta. <laughs> this guy loves a good meal. Based on like cartoon interpretation and also the Grinch, I would say probably to the onion side. Yeah, when you Warm watch the onion. I said it right. Did you hear me? I had to focus. Vidalia. Vidalia. Yellow. Vidalia. <laughs> I love a good. I love a good Spanish onion. Mm. A cebolla. <laughs> Listeners, we want to hear from you at WatchBotsPod on Twitter. What kind of onions do you like? Hashtag, Hashtag chives. Okay, <laughs> sure. H- hand chive. Listeners, you wouldn't you wouldn't see this. You've never seen Shailen so please. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fastest. We've done, been doing this for four years, I think. Seventeen Two years. years. Seventeen years. This one episode, uh, and that was the fastest years. you've ever jumped in on a hashtag. Because <laughs> chives are funny. Yeah. No. I. I, I got it. Yeah. I got you. Uh, also, great website. Oh yeah. Anyway, it's time for uh, the the newest hit breakaway segment here, A Moment of Ben. This is a little bit my favorite website, The Chive. Uh, No, this will be a quick one. Just a little recommendation for you guys. The new Nathan Fielder show, The Rehearsal. It's pretty good. I think you're underselling it. You can interject now. It's better than pretty good. If you like Nathan for you, if you didn't, (laughs) just watch the show. Segment brought to you by HBO Max. I reserve the right to change my mind if the last episode is terrible. Mm. So far, so good. There you go. Mike, Dave, are you familiar with Nathan for you? I'm very familiar. I like the one that he has kids buy alcohol, but they have to wait until they turn 21 to get it back. <laughs> <laughs> They're all good ideas. It's so good. He's, he's a genius. I like it when they get a free pizza when their pizza's late. And the free pizza is like just like an inch wide. <laughs> Yeah. A little tiny pizza. Teeny pizza. It's funny. It's funny. Now, Dave, no one's more familiar with Nathan for you than you. I um, I'm really into the show. I love the part where he eats the um, the hot dogs, and um, <laughs> and then he goes, "That's a wrap." Yeah, because it's a it's, it's like, a wrap place. <laughs> right, right, and and then um, he plays a lot of Uncharted, and um, reads some Hawthorne. I've never seen the show. I'm sorry. At one point, he finds an out of work Santa and employs him as a summer mall Santa, but the mall doesn't want Santa because Santa has a previous DUI. And so he shows up and does Gorilla Santa Claus, similar to a gorilla wedding, but Santa Claus. And then, and then the security guard just swears at him a lot, and they have to run away. Amy. <laughs> Amy wants to know what you want for Christmas. <laughs> Amy, monkey, mowage. Amy gives you gifts. <laughs> Amy says, run, security, why yelling? Did you know that they tried to do a remake of The Other Sister with monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I hadn't heard that. Was that Gorilla in the Sis? oh man it was i don't know monkey the sister act (laughs) 
There's a lot of things going on. It's good. The other sister, too. Sister act. Back in the habit. Yeah. It was with brothers. It was called Mighty Bro Young. <laughs> the other what a bunch of silly gooses. Well, shit. Well, there, there are no more segments to be had. We have scaled the mountaintop, and at the crest of the mountain, we planted the flag of the other sister, but with monkeys. <laughs> Truly, there were no lands left for Alexander to conquer. Oh. I'm still dying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how about that Beetlejuice? See, in 15 minutes, we came up with something way better than uh, a head joke. (laughs) Just that easy. (laughs) You see, folks, you can do it, too. Anybody can write a cartoon. Believe in yourself. (laughs) That's the message of Beetlejuice. If there's one takeaway from the Beetlejuice franchise... It's believing yourself. Jalen, agree? I'm still laughing. <laughs> That's right. Why did they have to bury Beetlejuice in the sand if he didn't have a body? What part of him even got buried? His sperm. Yeah. His flagella. <laughs> I thought they just gently rested his head on the sand. <laughs> That's true. I have a question. I don't know, it might be a little late in the show for this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. Do you think it's possible that the neither world is really, really big and that Beetlejuice's head was so small that it actually was a sperm cell? (laughs) It's like a universe inside a universe. Yeah. Do you think that's possible? Because Beetlejuice wouldn't have a lot of sperm because he's dead. So it doesn't have a healthy environment. And, but it, it it's like a parasitic twin. I wish they showed Beetlejuice's head floating toward the planet so it looked like the beginning of Luke Who's Talking. This, or the awful room it's, in it's the thematic. Museum they, of Science. They, they, they took this from Luke Who's Talking. <laughs> Just putting it out there. I gave it five head puns. Hmm. Well. Four and a half other sisters. <laughs> But they're all Amy Monkey in like different wigs. <laughs> Rosie Congo. It's always Amy Monkey. <laughs> well, folks, let me tell you this. You can follow us on uh Jesus everywhere at Watchbots Pod and why the hell wouldn't you? We want to hear from you. What <laughs> movies would you make with monkeys? <laughs> Maybe shouldn't be. <laughs> Hashtag monkey and around. You can also rate and review five stars on, on all of your platforms. And why haven't you? You must be monkeying around. <laughs> for, for Dave and for Shailen, thank you, Mike, for taking your time and giving us these gifts. I'll be better next time. Impossible. Flawless performance. <laughs> bringing the silliness. Bringing the levity to a show that needed it. With the show that started off with Schindler's List and the Little Red Coat, Ending with a gorilla cast and her other sister. I think you brought it, Mike. There's no need to apologize. Well, thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed this, and I love what you guys do.
Oh, what a sweetie. This has been, and to take us out of here, Shailen's been preparing to do a full Danny Elfman acapella sound version of Chantilly Lace by the Big Popper. Bum, 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 bum. Killed it. Thank you. Was that Danny Elfman? Yes. I I I love